0: in 10-3. Faces are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of a real finish. He swings, and it's a high fly ball.
1: Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already.
0: The 0-2 to Turner. He throws the clock. Deep left field. And field. And
1: Trey Turner for the United States of America, let's go. Team USA beats Venezuela, advances to the next round tomorrow against Cuba. Welcome into this post-game Flippin' Bats Now show. I'm Ben Verlander, joined, as always, by Alex Curry. What a game. One of the best baseball games I have ever in my life seen. And it just wrapped up. Absolutely incredible, Alex.
0: I mean, this was a crazy game from the first inning all the way to the end. It was a back-and-forth battle. USA coming through. With the comeback of the tournament, possibly the play of the tournament, from Trey Turner, the hero of the game, a grand slam to send USA to the semifinals. We
1: got a lot to discuss this episode. Obviously, everything you need to know about this USA versus Venezuela game. One of the wildest atmospheres you will ever see and experience. Uh, One of the best games you will ever see. Some questionable decisions. Uh, an injury that we'll update you guys on, and then everything coming your way uh, in the next couple days in the WBC. Top moments from the quarterfinals now that they're all wrapped up. Man, but this game that just finished up was all about that Trey Turner Grand Slam. Team USA was winning the entire game, falls behind, looks a little bit down and out. You know, They kind of looked like they were up against it there for a couple of innings. When Trey Turner came up in and, and one of those moments you don't often get games this is why I say this is one of the greatest games I've ever seen. You don't often get games where you get a moment where you can tell it's a moment right yeah. Trey Turner coming up bases loaded nobody out pitching change that allowed the that allowed the moment to build but you knew that was a moment you don't often get games. Where you get this sort of exclamation on and on a moment. Oh, yeah. Like this. Trey Turner, the dugout went nuts. They, they, like everybody else in this tournament, huge home run. They're out of the dugout. It was almost like a walk-off home run. I couldn't believe it. Trey Turner for president of the United States. I don't <laughs> care that he's not old enough. Make it happen.
0: The craziest thing is on an 0-2 count as well. He was my player to watch this game. I said, if he can get it together in that nine spot and go off, this team is going to win tonight. What adjustment did you see him make in that moment being 0-2 in the count?
1: Yeah, honestly, it was it just wasn't a good pitch. Uh, a guy gets ahead, 0-2. Trey Turner, obviously, you're going to you get behind, 0-2, bases yeah. loaded, nobody out. You're one job, mm-hmm. right? You have one job, especially as Trey Turner, who's one of the fastest guys in Major League Baseball. Yeah your one job is to put the ball in play. So that's what happened for him. He shortened up, had a different approach, was ready to attack the ball, and the pitcher threw a a pitch that was 84 miles an hour, didn't break like he wanted it to, and just cement mixed right there up into the middle of the zone, and Trey Turner turned on it, and an absolute no-doubter. I mean, the left fielder didn't even give it an effort, just kind of looked up and waved it a goodbye on its way out while Trey Turner was going nuts. The adjustment for me was as much of, Trey Turner just shortening up in an 0-2 count and trying to put the ball in play. <laughs> but that pitcher did not make a not make a good pitch no. and he had he paid for it.
0: I mean, what a moment. Not just for Team USA, but for Trey Turner. One swing of the bat, he sent this USA team to the semifinals. But they came out swinging early. Yeah, they USA did. struck in the first with three runs. And really just capitalized on a lot of opportunities early. Like I said, it was a back and forth battle. U.S. started here, a little bit of a slump mid-game, and then obviously that eighth inning right back in it.
1: So it started off, this game kind of felt like, okay, Venezuela's been the kings of the WBC so far, at least in the United States, running through through the pool of death. Mm -hmm. They've looked great the whole time. USA hasn't exactly looked like they've clicked yet. Yeah. So it was kind of a questionable matchup for Team USA. They come out immediately five straight hits to start the game. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Tucker all back to back to back to back hits to start the game. 3 nothing ball game. Basically before you can even sit down, yeah. I did get a little bit worried there because it felt like with the way the game started, after the end of that first inning, it should have been more like five nothing. Yeah. You look up and it's 3 nothing and you're like oh boy, they could get back in this quickly. And they did, and they did. immediately that next inning. Luis Ariz with a massive two-run homer to get him right back in it. And from there, uh, the game was really never, it was never a, a comfortable feeling the whole way throughout.
0: No, and then Venezuela in that fifth inning took that 6-5 lead. But we got to talk about Luis arise. You mentioned his home run. This was the first time he's ever had a multi-home run game in his career.
1: Three hundred and eighty nine MLB games, Alex, three hundred and eighty nine major league games for Luis Arise and countless in the minor leagues. And never once in his career has he had a two home run game. Never once. And these weren't cheapies. No. that second one was like light tower power. That ball was absolutely launched. Luis Arise apparently likes hitting in this ballpark, which fittingly enough is his new home now with the Marlins, so he'll be in good shape there. Marlins fans have to like what they're saying, but yeah, he hits a home run. He hits the the go-ahead home run, or no, they were already ahead, and then he hits that second one, and that's the one that kind of felt like when it was a one-run game, you're like, okay, this offense can get back in it. Mm-hmm. When they went up that two, the feeling immediately deflated. Immediately, yeah. you get deflated.
0: Yeah, I want to go back, though, again to that, to that fifth inning because USA put Daniel Bard, on the mound first of all after the three batters he faced he should have been pulled he was all over the place he couldn't find the strike zone gave up four earned runs two walks hit two batters including jose altuve who had to leave the game we'll update you on that injury in just a moment why wasn't he pulled sooner in that moment
1: alex i I'm so glad we're able to have this conversation after Team USA victory. Yeah. Because I was not, I was not pleased. I am not pleased in the way that whole inning went down. Yeah. And I had, I had quite a bit to say about it. Now it's a little bit of a better feel. But look, I look, Daniel Bard is on the team. I don't fault Mark DeRosa for bringing him in the game. Right? You wanted to get five, six innings out of Lance Lynn. That didn't happen. For four. whatever reason, the White Sox might have put him on a pitch count or he might have said, hey, I, I'm done, Yeah, which is fair to say. However, it is completely okay to bring Daniel Bard in the game to, to find an inning, to scratch away an inning, to get to the back end of the bullpen. However, Daniel Bard has a past, right? And for those that don't know, Daniel Bards is one of the most prominent cases of the yips in Major League Baseball history, mm-hmm. right? Went through the yips, was down and out, really struggled out of the game and has had a miraculous comeback to Major League Baseball and pitched really well last year. But everybody that knows that story that was watching this game tonight, the thought goes, oh, no. And it's not a, it's not a, it's not a good feeling. It actually really sucks, and it's heartbreaking yeah. to see. But he wasn't just missing the zone by a couple inches or even a foot. He was missing by feet, yeah. not even coming close. And then he hits Jose Altuve in the hand, and that was the third batter face. So, right, the answer to your question is okay, we saw after the first two batters. Yeah. This guy's he's he might have reverted back to All over something's the place. going on here. Yeah. We need to figure this out. But the three batter minimum rule does exist in this world baseball classic. Same rules as last year, Major League Baseball. So he had to face that next batter. Ends up hitting Jose Altuve, bases loaded, nobody out. And then he stayed in for another batter. And to me, that's the inexcusable mistake here. Yeah, That's where the inexperience of Mark DeRosa came into play, unfortunately. And Mark DeRosa has never managed. In fact, nobody on the coaching staff has ever coached in the big leagues. Now, I, I think it's okay for a guy like King Griffey Jr. to be a hitting coach and Andy Pettit to be a pitching coach. But to be a manager, the guy that's making the decisions out on the field... Look, I, I do not I adamantly disagree with that decision to keep yeah. Daniel Bard out there when it looked like he was he he was struggling and there was something more going on than just him missing the zone by a couple of inches. So what I would have done after that first two batters, right? Pitching mound visit. Yeah. Go out there. Call get your coach, get Andy Pettit to call up to the bullpen, get somebody loose out there. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna walk as slowly as I possibly can out to the mound. Yeah. While that guy's going, okay, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to try and calm him down. If that works, great. Mm -hmm. Walk back to the dugout, hit Jose Altuve. After that, he's out. Again, slow walk out to the pitcher's mound, talk to him for a second, make the call to the bullpen, get him out of that game. That was the mistake of the game. Luckily, the United States of America's lineup and Trey Turner bailed out Mark DeRosa from that decision, Mm -hmm. and we're all happy and everything's hunky-dory. But that was a mistake, and it almost, Alex, it almost cost the United States this tournament.
0: It just felt irresponsible. As you were watching that inning in that moment, you felt like someone was going to get hurt because he could not find the strike zone. Yep. And someone did. Jose Altuve got hit by his pitch. Ken Rosenthal reported that the initial concern is a broken right thumb. You take him out immediately after that. How? I... I you just went down your whole your whole take as to, as to why it was the wrong call. I also agree. It just yeah. felt incredibly irresponsible and a no brainer in that moment. But as you said, the positive thing, Trey Turner, bailed him out, <laughs> bailed every, bailed USA out of that situation, and they're headed to the semifinals. They are
1: moving on. You mentioned Jose Altuve and his injury. Ken Rosenthal did report the initial thought is a broken right thumb. Not confirmed, mm-hmm. but that is the initial thought. That will, they're gonna let us know tomorrow, basically. Yeah. But nothing is. Uh, here's Ken Rosenthal's tweet: As I just reported on broadcast, initial concern with Jose Altuve is that he has a broken right thumb. Not confirmed at this point. Astros will provide more information tomorrow. I'm gonna be honest. Watching that live, hearing thumb. Yeah. I I knew something was broken. I thought it was either a wrist, or. Or a hand. Yeah. Look, obviously nothing broken is good, but hopefully um, hopefully, none of that is true and it ends up being a false alarm. But if it is a thumb, i thankful that it's not a hand or a wrist, but Altuve is going to miss some time. Yeah. Uh, heartbreaking injury, one that um, – yeah, that's, that's why this whole situation is really tough and the decision to leave him in is tough because not only was Daniel Bard going through something that he has gone through in the past – you can't tell me that that wasn't a little bit of uh, the, the yips going on out there. Yeah. I don't even like talking about it, but you can't tell me it wasn't. He was going through something and then after that injury to keep him out there for another batter. Uh. Uh. But we got bailed out. Trey Turner. What what a what a baseball game. Alex, I yeah. I can't stress this enough. I I this was one of the this was one of the best baseball games I have ever seen. It had it all. It starts with the energy the passion that both teams were playing with. I got goosebumps on Troy Turner's home run and then seeing Mike Trout and the rest of the team jumping out of the dugout onto the field, mobbing him at home plate during the game. It wasn't a walk-off. I I loved every second of this game, the back and forth and back and forth. And now Team USA advances to play Cuba tomorrow in the semifinal matchup.
0: Yep, our semifinals are set. We got Cuba-USA tomorrow. Then you have japan Versus Mexico on Monday. But let's start with the game we got going tomorrow. It is on. Now, Cuba's coming off coming into this game with three days off after traveling from Japan. Does that help or hurt Cuba, having that much time off and, and the time change they're going to have?
1: You know, it's funny you asked that question. I was going to say there's a little bit of help there and a little bit of hurt. Obviously, the big help is with your pitching. You can yeah. pretty much do whatever you want with your pitching now because of the way they played in that game at the Tokyo Dome. Not a ton of guys went too many pitches. So with pitching-wise, having these three days break is huge. Yeah. Now, the negative being they had to fly from Japan. So it's not like, oh, they got three days off. That's not fair. No, these teams, Cuba and Japan, are flying from literally the other side of the world and need a few days to catch up on things. So negative there, adjusting to the time zone over here, getting adjusted, which is real. Positives being the pitching. Mm -hmm. Another negative probably being hitters that are technically in spring training time who are finally probably starting to feel better at the plate now have to go a few days in a row without seeing pitching again. So it might revert them back a little bit. But uh, Team Cuba is coming in hot. They started the tournament Mm 0-2 and everybody, including myself, declared them out. They're done. And next thing you know, they haven't lost since. They're hot, they're playing good baseball, and now Team USA is going up against them. And we don't yet know the pitching matchup and what Team USA is going to do.
0: No, but momentum is a real thing in baseball. And they're coming off an insane ending to the game tonight with Trey Turner. So if they can figure out a way to use that exact same energy that they had at the end of this game, roll it right into tomorrow's game, I think they'll be okay. But what are you going to be watching out For USA versus Cuba.
1: First and foremost, who does USA put out there on the mound? Obviously, game one of this tournament, Adam Wainwright's out there. Yeah. He got skipped. We saw that tonight. Lance Lynn was the pitcher out there. So what are they gonna do? Mookie Betts told Mark DeRosa today, the manager of Team USA, Mookie Betts went right up to him and said, Skip, manage this game and the rest of the tournament. Like, it's the World Series. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about hurting people's feelings. That's what Mookie Betts told Mark DeRosa. Adam Wainwright so far for Team USA is probably the one with his feelings hurt a little bit. And Definitely. he actually said as much. He, yeah. he was vocal about, I, I'm disappointed that I wasn't the one tasked to start this game. Lance Lynn ended up going. DeRosa said that he will have a prominent role going forward and most likely probably going to pitch in the Cuba game. Is he going to start? I say I say yes. Okay. Um, you, you can't not you, you can not use, use him. him he's he's one of the guys he's we don't have tons of starting pitching yeah you got to use him and you'd rather that against cuba than in the championship game if if you get there yeah so uh that's what i'm looking out for first off okay. is who pitches that game next up would be offensively are you building on that momentum can you build off of what we saw there tonight with the team or is it kind of like a oh man now we can we came off a high You got to keep that energy going against a Cuba team that admittedly isn't as good as Team USA or Venezuela. So you can't allow that to play into it, right? You got to come out and give it your best from the word go, like they did tonight with that five hits back to back to back in our early three nothing lead. Yeah,
0: you got to use that momentum. As I said, it's a real thing in baseball. These guys are used to playing every single day, one sixty two during the regular season. So. I'm feeling good about it. They I'm do, feeling great. They do have some win. guys
1: on that team. Luis Robert Jr. is a superstar for the White Sox. Well, supposed to be a superstar. Okay. Hasn't exactly gotten to superstar status yet. But all the tools in the world, he's on that team. Yoan Mankata is the other name that we will know on mm-hmm. Team Cuba. Other than that, um, you hear Cuba's in the tournament. Yeah. You know there's tons of superstars in the yep. league that are Cuban. The majority of them are not playing for Team yes. Cuba. The majority are not playing. So there's only two names that most everybody will know, but we can expect a really good Cuba team for sure.
0: I can't wait. All right, now let's move on to the second semifinal game we have coming up, which is Japan against Mexico. This is going to be Japan's biggest challenge yet. Mexico is a complete team, probably the best team that they have faced in this tournament, and they're going to be facing Roki Sasaki on the mound.
1: What a matchup. Yeah. One through nine, as you mentioned, in that Mexico lineup are major league good players, and they have some stars in there. But they're facing Roki Sasaki on the mound, who, if you weren't getting up at three in the morning to watch Team Japan, I don't blame you, but make sure you turn on this game to watch Roki Sasaki. That guy throws 102 miles an hour. He is going to be coming to the major leagues in a few years. But he is the real deal. You don't get a lot of pitchers from Japan throwing upwards of 100. Mm -hmm. And those that do, we hear about. Shohei Otani, Roki Sasaki. Really, not a ton of guys throw over 100 over there. So he's one of them. A wipeout slider. Haven't seen him since pool play against the Czech Republic, where he absolutely overpowered a Czech Republic lineup. He's going to be on the mound. Shohei Otani, absolutely raking in this tournament, hitting... Over 400, hitting 450-foot homers, laying down bunts, beating it out to first base. He hit a ball last game, 115 miles an hour off the bat. Shohei Otani right now for Team Japan is doing everything. You can tell he's having the time of his life playing for this team. He really is. So Roki Sasaki, Shohei Otani, two names there that uh, obviously we'll all be watching. But this Team Japan squad, I have said this constantly, They're the most complete team in the entire World Baseball Classic. From top to bottom in the lineup, the pitching staff, starting pitching, relief pitching, closer. There's no more complete team in this entire thing than Team Japan. And they're going to go up against the Mexico lineup that has some guys rolling there as well.
0: Uh, Speaking of, Randy Arroz Arena has been raking. He also had the catch maybe of his career in the eighth inning in their last game to send them to the semifinals. And when he was asked about that catch in the eighth inning last night, he said that was better than any home run I've ever hit in the big leagues. That was better than the home run I hit in the world series. That catch was the best.
1: How do you not love that quote?
0: It's incredible.
1: It's great. Everything that everything they get these guys doing is for their country, with their country's colors on, and that catch obviously means so much to him. Defensively making those plays. Offensively, his OPS is over 1,700. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer, bunch of doubles. The guy is raking. Joey yeah. on in that lineup as well. He's destroying the baseball right now. So a lot of guys, everybody in that lineup, we will know. You should know their names. Yeah. But for me, this Team Mexico squad, What jumps out to me, other than a good lineup, is their pitching. Yeah. Their pitching is probably some of the most underrated in the entire tournament. Have the fifth best ERA in the tournament, the fourth best whip, but some of their starters, Julio Urias, Jose Urquidy, Tywin Walker, Giovanni Gallegos closing it out in in the bullpen in the ninth inning for these guys. They got names everywhere you look. Don't look at Mexico as a team that got lucky and skated through Pool C and happened to beat a Team USA team that maybe wasn't in in the tournament yet Mm -hmm. no 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 this team is the real deal definitely going to be team japan's biggest challenge yet but alex i i'd be remiss if i didn't mention i don't like looking ahead there's still a couple games to be played yep but what we're setting up for (laughs) is a team usa versus team japan championship game if both teams take care of business as they should yep if they take care of business, we're setting up for a matchup for the absolute ages. Here's the bracket right here. If you're watching, USA matching up against Cuba in the first semifinal game that takes place tomorrow night. Japan versus Mexico is the second semifinal game that takes place on Monday night. What a tournament this has become! I've been in awe yeah. of the energy, the passion. Um, I don't know if you saw Nelson, Nelson Cruz, what he said about the World Baseball Classic. I do. He the, said, the players energy has been unbelievable in this tournament. This Nelson Cruz quote embodies it perfectly.
0: He said everything you do for your country has bigger significance. The WBC is the real World Series because it's when all the countries play each other. And you can feel that energy. We've seen that energy now yeah. with every single team. Every game for the rest of the WBC is sold out. Fans are showing up hours before the game, dressed head to toe. The energy is insane. It's a party at the stadium. We're going to be there on the field tomorrow for the first semifinal game. So we'll be bringing you all of the energy and the atmosphere. It's going to be insane. And we got to
1: feel it for the first time today. We did go over to the stadium. Uh, I was at batting practice talking to a bunch of the players, and I was there when the gates opened up. The place was a party. Before three hours before first pitch, flags, American flags, Venezuelan flags. I mean, music blaring. Yes. Really cool to be part of that atmosphere, to be over there. And now, tomorrow, as you said, Alex, our pre and post game show will be live from the field. We'll experience the energy up close and personal. Uh, This tournament has, has done wonders for the game of baseball.
0: It has been incredible. But now that the quarterfinals are done, the semifinals are set. Let's take a look back at the top five moments from the quarterfinals, starting with number five, Puerto Rico homers on consecutive pitches.
1: This was so cool. My number five moment is the back-to-back homers on back-to-back pitches. We saw Javi Baez go first with a home run to, the, to right field. Great swing from Javi Baez. But then immediately, the very next batter turned on one as well, hit one out to, I believe it was, dead center field. Puerto Rico gets on the board quickly. The, the crowd there of everybody in this tournament, the way Puerto Rico showed up to this tournament, it was Eddie Rosario did the second one, straight to center field. The way Puerto Rico showed out, the crowd there in that game, single elimination, win in advance, uh, that, was, that was a top five moment for sure of quarterfinals.
0: Yes, it was. All right, number four, Mexico's comeback win against Puerto Rico.
1: Yeah, well, that kind of speaks for itself, right? But mm-hmm. I think nobody was really giving Mexico a chance in that game, even though they were favored to win it. So yeah. uh, Vegas knows a little something that the, <laughs> the fan here in Puerto Rico against do. Mexico, out will Puerto Rico. Do. Ah, what a game. Mexico comes back, has a huge inning, similar to, similar to what we saw tonight in the USA game, commanding lead for Puerto Rico. And then next thing you know, bases loaded, nobody out. Mexico takes advantage, never looks back ends up winning a game and come from behind fashion.
0: I had that thought in the seventh inning when we were heading into the eight. I was like, we just saw this last night. USA, you can do it. Just follow suit. But let's move on to our number three moment from the quarterfinals, and that is Shohei Otani doing it all against Italy.
1: Yeah, it was your typical Shohei Otani performance, right? Like, if somebody were to ask, what's the prototypical Shohei Otani thing to do? It's, well, start on the mound, dominate, Also do some things at the plate to to dominate as well, and he did just that. He pitched really well, and then we saw him hit a ball 115 miles an hour off the bat. Then we saw him bunt for a single, Mm -hmm. absolutely rolling down the first baseline. We see it here now if you're watching. A beautiful bunt to the left side, beats it out, and that kind of gets things going. The game was a little bit sluggish for Team Japan early on, and it was the Shohei Otani bunt that really – excelled things and got them going. And he also ended up throwing great on the mound, touched 102 miles wow. an hour on a strikeout pitch to Vinny Pasquantino. Uh, Shohei doing it all is a top five moment of the quarterfinals for sure.
0: All right. Number two, Randy, a catch against Puerto Rico.
1: Yeah, this catch was, a, was an all-time world baseball classic moment, right? They fight back into the game, end up taking the lead. Then this ball takes him back to the wall, to the track, and he makes a game-saving catch. Yeah. There's no other way around it. This was a game-saving catch. Um, it was. It obviously meant so much to this game and, and to him. But what he said after the game, that that catch was more important to him and was bigger to him than the World Series home run against the Dodgers back in 2020. That says it all. Yeah. That catch, you could see it. You could see the emotion that entire game. He puts his arms out. Mm-hmm. That catch to him meant more than the World Series home run. And that's not him discrediting that World Series home run. That's how much this tournament means.
0: Oh, yeah. And you've seen him. He's been signing for the fans during the game. He has been having a blast. He is going off in this tournament. I'm so happy for him. Now we get to our number one moment. It just happened in the last hour. Trey Turner's grand slam to send USA to the semifinals. Might be the moment of the tournament so far.
1: Uh, This might be the moment of the tournament, and it might be the all-time moment for Team USA baseball in history. You know, I put this up there with that Adam Jones catch out in center field, robbing the home run to ultimately win the World Baseball Classic, because that was the championship. That might be number one, but this is a close second. Trey Turner put the United States of America on his back, and in an 0-2 count, he said, Guys... I got us. Mm -hmm. Turned on a pitch, absolutely demolished it to left field, won the game for the United States of America. Bases loaded, nobody out. We had just gone down two runs. Things were looking bleak. They were not looking good. Trey Turner stepped up and did what Trey Turner does best. He's an absolute star, and doing that for the red, white, and blue, the energy that was everywhere, the energy around the world for this, the energy in the dugout with the guys jumping out on the field, This was an all-time World Baseball Classic moment. Make Trey Turner president of the United States. (laughs) He deserves it. What a moment. What a game. Team USA wins and advances.
0: Thank goodness.
1: Thank goodness.
0: Oh, my goodness. What a night. What a crazy game. USA is going to the semifinals tomorrow playing Cuba. It is going to be incredible. And we'll be there. Yes, we're going to be there on the field. We're going to bring you guys down on the field with us. That's the goal. We will be there pregame. A little bit
1: earlier than we have been pregame. I think probably around 620, around that time, we'll be live down on the field in the Marlins Stadium for the pregame show. USA and Cuba, big one tomorrow. We'll see you at the pregame show. We will also be recording live immediately following the game down on the field. It's sure to be a blast. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Flippin' Bats Pod wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. Hit that plus subscribe button. And we're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every single episode as well on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. What a night. What a game. One of the greatest baseball games of all time. And Trey Turner got it done for the red, white, and blue. Until tomorrow, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats Now. Peace. The 0-2 to Turner, and he throws this one, deep
0: left field, Trey Turner, ground slam, home run, on an 0-2 pitch, the United States, takes a 9-7 lead.